guys, welcome back to the Highway to Heaven podcast. I'm Sophia and today is Valentine's Day. I've always loved Valentine's Day just because of the chocolates and the cards and I don't know, my mom always makes it super special for us and I've just always loved it. And so I'm really excited that it's today and I just want to talk a little bit about love and that's just such a big topic, but I want to go into like um, the corporal works of mercy, how Christ is our beloved. I want to get into the catechism. Like I have a lot to unpack for this episode and I'm so stoked. I wanted to make this episode specifically for the people who kind of feel left out on Valentine's Day, who don't have a significant other to spend it with or that they think they can't celebrate because they don't have somebody to celebrate with or, you know, and feeling like extra lonely. I kind of just wanted to make this episode for them, also for the people who have significant others, but directed more towards them and just giving you ideas and things to think about today so you're not lonely. And, you know, for the next upcoming years, if you are single, you can think about Valentine's Day in a new and different like way in a different perspective. So it's not all about chocolate and flowers and balloons and ginormous stuffed bears. Like that's not what Valentine's Day is about. Valentine's Day is about love. And what is love? Love can sometimes be seen as the fuzzy feeling we get when we're spending time with somebody we really enjoy spending our time with, or it's something that brings us joy. But often we don't really know the root of love. And as Christians, as Catholics, we know where love came from. We know who's at the root of love, and that is God. So I'm going to pull up in the catechism. I was volunteering at a confirmation class, and the main topic, which was so perfect, was love. Like God's love, tying it into the sacraments, and basically just digging deeper into what is love like the the real raw definition of it i learned a lot because a lot of the kids brought you know questions like up that i never even thought about and so i just wanted to talk a little bit about it and kind of talk about the examples and things that they were saying so the catechism says god who created man out of love also calls him to love so for man is created in the image and likeness of god who is himself love. Since God created him, man and woman, this mutual love becomes an image of the absolute and unfailing love with which God loves man. That's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot um, to just read and like immediately think about. Um, so I want to talk a little bit about who God is. And God is the essence of love. He he is love. Like a person isn't like I'm not love. I'm not the essence of love. I can love somebody, but I'm not the essence of it. And God is the essence of it. Like I think of a glowing little red ball, like that's love and that's God. <laughs> and I just think that like just thinking about and hearing all the things that were said in the class about love, it was just like really mind-boggling. Because love is so much bigger than we think it is. And I think love is pretty big, but it's so much bigger and so much like complex that it's just, wow. 
The dictionary definition of love is an intense feeling of deep affection. And I don't know. I don't really like the way that love is defined because we were created for love and to love. And this definition of love is a feeling of deep affection. And yes, like hugs and kisses and and spending time with people. Yeah, that's love. That's a physical way of showing that you love somebody. It's your actions and um, sacrifice, right? But love is so much greater than that. Love is... It's God. So one of the kids said today, we were talking about love and they mentioned, okay, how about if I love somebody and they don't love me back? And none of the other kids could really figure out how to answer that. But for some reason, the Holy Spirit was working big time. He just gave me the answer pretty quickly. And I was like, or not the answer, but a different way of, like, a different perspective of thinking of, about it or thinking of it. I was like, okay, picture this. God loves us. And God loves us a lot. But now how many people don't love him? How many people turn their backs on him? And everybody was kind of like, whoa. <laughs> I never thought about it like that. But it's the truth. Like, God is also an example. Like, this is an example of not only God's love for us, but of how we should love like God. He loves us so much that no matter what we do, no matter the biggest thing you can think of right now, he will never stop loving us. And that is incredible. That is amazing. That is something that we cannot even comprehend. And so I think that question, I don't know, it touched me in a certain way. I don't know why. It just did. It really stuck with me. And and I just think that that, that was a perfect example that no matter how many times people turn their backs on you, no matter how many friendships fail, no matter how many people mistreat you, bully you, just don't want to be friends with you, uh, exclude you, no matter how many things people can do to you, you have to always put on love. And yes, it's not easy because I firsthand know that it is not easy. I've gone through a lot of things in my life, especially in friendships and relationships, and none of that is easy. And I think that even though it's not easy, it is a call to love. Jesus dying on the cross was not easy, but it was a call to love, so he did it. And so this is what another thing um, somebody brought up was they asked, okay, God loves Jesus so much, but why did he kill him? And we're like, wait a sec. <laughs> God did not kill his son. He allowed his son to suffer and die for us. And now here was a really good analogy that one of the leaders said. So. Imagine there's this man and he's operating a bridge and he's opening it and closing it so that, you know, ships can go under and that people can get across, right? And so there is a bus coming to cross the bridge, but he sees his son in the middle of the road, right? And he knows that when he closes, like when he brings the bridge back down, his son's going to die. But if he tries to save his son... All those other people on the bus are going to die. So the father has to make a choice. And so does the son. And they look at each other and they know the right thing to do is to sacrifice the son and save, save all those people. And imagine that all these people like on this bus and like all the people from the beginning of time all the way up until the end of time, all the people being born today, tomorrow, next week, 
everybody that has ever lived on this earth will be in that bus. And it was up to one man to decide the fate of those people. And the father and the son both had the same exact will and decided that it was better to lose one person to death than all of humanity to sin. And father and the son both had the same exact will. So they both accepted this and allowed this to happen. So that was just, I had never, I mean, that was just an amazing analogy. And like, I just couldn't, I couldn't wrap my head around it. I just kept playing it over and over in my brain. Like it was a movie. And I was like, this is amazing. Like this is a new way of comprehending the love of Christ and the sacrifice that Christ made for us. So I thought that was really, really beautiful. But I'm going to be jumping around because I love love and I have so many things I want to talk about. I asked on Instagram um, like a bunch of random questions and things. I asked in, in like a little Instagram question box, like whatever questions or things you have related towards Valentine's Day, like drop it in the box. So there's one that I would like to read and kind of talk about. And I already talked about it a little bit in the beginning, but I want to get a little deeper into it. So one said, feeling like I can't celebrate Valentine's Day because I don't have a boyfriend. And the second one, I'll read the second one because they kind of go hand in hand. Feeling extra lonely on Valentine's Day. So, okay, there's two ways of looking at Valentine's Day. And this is like before I say, like, before I say anything about having Christ as your beloved and thinking about it in a new way or anything like that. You always have to come to this choice, especially on Valentine's Day. Are you going to be happy? The option is option number one is be happy and joyful, make other people feel loved and seen, and then celebrate the sweet season of single singleness. Or option two is be single, be sad, alone, bitter, Sob while you're eating ice cream, like <laughs> that kind of stuff. Um, watching a sad movie by yourself. Like, like you have to make the decision how you're going to spend your day, how you're going to, like what attitude are you going to have towards Valentine's Day? And it could be bitter and you could be single and alone, just like hate it. Or you can be happy and joyful because there's so many reasons to be happy and joyful. Uh, like four. I mean, one is... Jesus is our beloved and we should always put him first because he is the lover of our souls, of our whole beings. He created us for love and to love. He is love. Love, 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 love. <laughs> then there is also so much more and I'm going to get into it. Like I know I'm jumping around, but there's just so much and I'm so excited to talk about it. So I've never really looked at Valentine's Day and hated it. Because I'm a hopeless romantic. I love love. I love romantic movies and books and music and everything that's about love, right? So I've never really thought about hating Valentine's Day. Just because I love love. And so when I was reading those questions, I was like, yeah, I have never really put myself in somebody else's shoes and think, wow, I can't celebrate it because I don't have a boyfriend or a girlfriend. And that's just simply not true. Like, you can celebrate. Of course, and I'm not trying to be, like, feminist, like, you don't need guys, spend Valentine's Day, like, I don't know, pampering yourself. No, that's not what I mean. What I mean is, number one, Christ should be your beloved. He should be your number one person. Like, 
like omg like i have this beautiful picture of the sacred heart of jesus on my desk and i love it so much and every time i think of valentine's day or of love i just look at that picture and i'm like wow that's love <laughs> but having reminders that christ should be the number one person in your life the number one man in your life he should be put on a high pedestal he should have like the standard for guys should be so high because of him and i really think that people tend to i mean i understand i understand that it's about physical it's it's hard to we are we are physical creatures you know for us to show love and to accept love everything's physical it could be a hug it could be giving somebody a flower you know like those type of things those are showing those are actions of love right but god doesn't do that he's not physically he doesn't show us physically love. And I and I don't mean at all because that simply isn't true because he shows us that he loves us by painting the sky beautiful colors of like for the sunset. He shows us through the sacrament of the Eucharist. He shows us in adoration. Like those are physical ways, but I mean more of like human, right? He can't hug us. And that's that's sometimes very hard, especially for me. I'm a physical touch like love language type of thing. And so not being able to hug Jesus sometimes is killer for me. Like I remember I would go to adoration and just like beg Jesus to come out of the like tabernacle and hug me. <laughs> yeah, Christ needs to be your number one always, whether you're in a relationship or not, you know. And I think that what's really helped me see Christ as, as beloved is reading He and I. And I'm such a, oh my gosh, like I love this book so, so much because it shows it kind of shows how human Christ is, but it also shows that he's a hopeless romantic too. So I think it was just super, super beautiful. And the things that he like says, it's just like, oh my gosh, like you are so lovey-dovey. I can't even comprehend it. This one is one of my favorites. So it's January 1st, 1943. The keynote for 1943, in each other's hearts, you will keep yours in mine and I'll be in yours. Like, that's just so simple, but yet so beautiful. <laughs> like, I've highlighted almost the entire book because it is just, oh my gosh, gushing and oozing with love. And Christ is, like, ugh, he's pouring his heart out to us. Pouring his heart out to this woman. And he's just telling her, like, I really, really love you. And I think that I have seen Christ in a new light and seen his love in a new light through this book. Because, yeah, I knew Christ loved me. Yeah, I know there were some physical ways that he showed me. Um, he knows I love sunsets, always paints the sky, amazing colors for sunsets, and I just get so giddy. It's amazing. I never really knew it in more of a, in like a deeper way. And reading this book has really, really changed my perspective on, on his love for me and how he wants to make his love for me known to me. And like... He wants a deeper relationship with us. He doesn't want shallow relationships. I mean, who wants a shallow relationship? Unless you're desperate, not a lot of people want shallow relationships. I know I don't for a fact. Like, I do not want that. I want to grow deep with the person. I want to get to know them. I want them to know me. I want to be able to take care of each other, you know? And that's all the things Christ wants. So, we have to have Christ as beloved, right? And so I was thinking, 
Okay. There's many ways I want to think about Valentine's Day. And, and Christ is number one, obviously. We're thinking of Christ is beloved. He is our Valentine, all this stuff. But I also want to point out that if you're not doing anything on Valentine's Day, show other people that they are loved. Because we were made for love and to love, right? So now we were made for love, to love others. But now how do we love? And I think it's very important to use Valentine's Day as a day to show others that they are loved, that they matter, that they're worthy, that they're seen. And so I want to tie in the corporal works of mercy with this because if we are looking outwards instead of inwards on Valentine's Day, then the corporal works of mercy are basically a guideline of things that we could do right? So the seven corporal works of mercy are feed the hungry, give drink to the thirsty, welcome the stranger, clothe the naked, visit the sick, visit the prisoner, and bury the dead, right? So when I was thinking about my notes for um, this podcast, I was just thinking of ways how I can make other people feel loved. And yeah, I wrote Valentine's cards for my family and friends and I, you know, sent them out. But I wanted to go a step further, And so I started, you know, thinking, what are other things I could do for other people to make them feel loved? And so the corporal works of mercy came into mind. And I was looking at him and I was like, you know, for a while now, uh, my sister and my best friend, we've we've been wanting to like go out and and visit the homeless and be with them, and and bring them clothes, and food, and like, and be there with them, you know, show them that they are seen, and that they're loved, and so I called her up, and I was like, yo, I think we should do this, not necessarily on Valentine's Day, because it is a Monday, and we are busy people, (laughs) but sometime during this month, and sometime soon, we want to be able to go out, and feed the hungry, give drink to the thirsty, clothe the naked, you know, visit the sick, you know, those type of things. We want to go out and make the homeless feel seen and loved. And that doesn't always necessarily mean the homeless. It could mean um, somebody that you've kind of like neglected, or it could be inviting a relative that you don't see often for dinner, things like that. It doesn't necessarily mean homeless, but if you are able to help them, that is absolutely awesome. And, like, visit the sick. I know that a lot of nursing homes and things like that and, like, grandparents, it's, like, very hard, especially with COVID, to go and spend time with these people, especially if you don't like wearing a mask, like myself. But visiting the sick doesn't necessarily have, like, necessarily mean you have to go to a, a senior center or an old folks home, like, things like that. It could just mean spending time with someone elderly that you know and that are lonely or that have no family around, and just spend some time and just listen to them. And I think I'm going to do that today. I think I'm going to spend some time with a very special person in my life and just listen to her and just be with her on this day. I also have some random thoughts that I just wrote down because I wanted to dive a little deeper. I just want Valentine's Day to be a day that we all celebrate. I don't like when people are like, I hate Valentine's Day. It sucks. Like, I never spend it with somebody. No. 
And and that's what I love so much that people started like somebody created Valentine's Day. Because even if you're married or single or not married, even if you're dating or single, you can still have fun with your friends. And I think that it's a perfect excuse to have fun with your friends. We always need an excuse to hang out with our friends. But um Yeah, I just want this this day Honestly, a feast day because St. Valentine's Day. (laughs) That's where it came from, people. But I really want this day to be a day that people all, like, everybody celebrates. Everybody loves. Everybody wants to spend time together because they love each other, not necessarily because they are together or are dating or anything like that. It's a day about love, so spend time with the people you love, right? Write them notes if they're far away. FaceTime them. Call them. Go to lunch with, you know invite a friend out, um, go out to lunch or dinner with them. And like, just because you're single doesn't mean you can't spread the love to other people, like in other people's lives. Like who, who like who made up the rules for Valentine's Day? Because please, somebody show them to me. Like, I don't think that just because you're single, that doesn't mean you can't celebrate. I love it. <laughs> and like my friends and I, we've always made We've always made, you know, Valentine cards for each other. And that's always just been a thing growing up. But honestly, take some time today and just really think about how you can make somebody else's day and how you can show them that they're loved, that they're seen worthy, whether it's a note, whether it's surprising them at their job, uh, sending them flowers, or just being with them and spending the day with them. You never know how you can change somebody's day, especially on Valentine's Day. You never know how that person is feeling because, like I said, a lot of people don't like Valentine's Day because they're not with somebody. And you know what? For the girls who are single and, sure, are, you know, doing all the things I said, having Christ, like, as your beloved and, you know, sharing the love of of Christ with others and spending the day with others, I also say pamper yourself. Go get your nails done or spend some time reading in a coffee shop. Do something that's for you because, yes, it's important to show other people that they are loved, but we also have to practice self-love, and that sounds so cliche and, like, it's such a thing now. Oh, my gosh, self-love, but it's super important because, especially nowadays, I know a lot of teens who don't love themselves. And I mean that in, you know, in different ways. They don't love their body. They don't respect themselves enough that they just give themselves to guys left and right. Or they just, you know, they just don't think that they are deserving of love. And I think that sometimes stepping back, having some alone time, doing something that's for you, and only you, something that you like doing, I think is super important. And I think that should be practiced a lot because I love going to, so recently I've loved just going to the library and just picking up a new book, reading there for a little bit, or dropping my siblings off at sports, like sport practices, um, because the drive back, I'll put the windows down even though it's freezing outside. (laughs) I'll put the windows down and put my music or a podcast and let that time just be for me. You know? I think it's very, very important. 
Or you can also host a Valentine's Day for you and your friends. You can go out to dinner or do something fun at your house. I know last, maybe not last year, maybe it was a couple years ago, um, I had some friends over and we made a pink cake and just had like a really good time with each other. And so, yeah, I mean, Valentine's Day is, is not a day to be sulking around and hating life, you know? I think that a lot of people view it that way and I don't think it should be. But yeah, I just, you know, I just went on a little rant of how much I love Valentine's Day. But my main point here is that this year, don't look at what you don't have. Look at all the blessings you have and share them with the ones who aren't as fortunate as you. And that Christ is our beloved, which that should be the like the first, <laughs> the first like point is that Christ is our beloved and that he loves us. And that love is just so awesome. <laughs> so yeah, spend the day today. Thinking of how you can love others, love yourself, love God, and really dive deep into what loving Christ is. Spend some time with him today. Go to adoration, pray the rosary, read the Bible. I love reading the Bible. I'm coming up on the last couple days of the Psalms, which I'm super pumped about. I can't wait to start reading a new book. Uh, If you do have any recommendations, uh, please DM them to me because I'm not really sure what book the Holy Spirit wants me to read next. But um, yeah, so just to kind of like, I'm not really sure why I was led to do this podcast because I was, like I said in the previous one, I was always like only going to do to a month. But I thought that Valentine's Day is such an important holiday and feast day that it's super important to talk about. What are you going to do today? Are you going to be happy and joyful? Make other people feel loved, seen, worthy, and celebrate the sweet season of singleness and while doing all that loving Christ? Or are you going to be single, sad, alone, and bitter, sob while eating ice cream and watching sad movies, or think about all the things you don't have? What are you choosing today? For me, I know I'm going to choose to be happy. I'm going to do my makeup in Valentine's Day colors, like my eyeshadow and pink and all that. And I'm going to dress up really cute. I don't think I have anywhere to go today. So, (laughs) but yeah, I want to do it for me and celebrate, embrace people, love on them, text them, call your friends, text your friends, call your grandparents and the people that are close to you. And just share a little bit of Christ's love. But yeah. Anyway, I know this is like a really short podcast episode. And uh, there's a lot to dig deeper into. But I kind of wanted to do some overall points. So that while you're listening to this, you can take notes. And you can think about, you know, love. (laughs) And what Valentine's Day means to you. And how you choose to celebrate it. If you are celebrating in a really exciting way. Or a really just chilled way, please tag us and I will be reposting your stories. And if you have any exciting things that did happen to you or that you did for Valentine's Day, also DM me because I would love to hear the feedback. I'm going to do a closing prayer because again, I forgot to do a intro, a um, prayer to start off, which I have to, you know, write a note because I tend to forget a lot of the time. Oh, also, because this is coming out on Monday, the 
you know, Valentine's Day the 14th. I also want to let you guys know, I will also be putting it in the stories, so watch out for this. But yes, on Thursday, February 17th, there is going to be a St. Joseph Novena starting. It's 30 days. So I know Novena means, you know, it's like nine days, but this one is a 30-day Novena, and it ends the day right before St. Joseph's Feast Day, which is March 19th. Um, And so basically, it's just 30 days of praying for special, like a special intention or multiple intentions. And I just wanted to let you guys know because I will be doing that. And I'm so excited to see the outcome of what God is going to be doing through these intentions. And yeah, I just wanted to let you guys know in case you wanted to be a part of that too. So it starts on Thursday. Today is Monday. So it will start on Thursday and it will be um, for 30 days and will end March 18th, which is the day before St. Joseph's Feast Day. Um, I just want to let you guys know about that. But yes, we are going to pray. So in honor of St. Joseph, because he's amazing, we are going to do the prayer for purity, which is in the little booklet, favorite prayers to St. Joseph. I got it this summer and I absolutely love it. Um, My dad has had his forever and it's like ripped and like super old and you know, I wanted to be like him, so I was like, oh, I gotta get one. So, in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Amen. O Guardian of Virgins and Holy Father, St. Joseph, into whose faithful keeping were entrusted Christ Jesus, innocence itself, and Mary, Virgin of Virgins, I pray and beseech thee by these dear pledges, Jesus and Mary, that being preserved from all uncleanness, I may with spotless mind, pure heart, and chaste body ever serve Jesus and Mary most chastely, all the days of my life. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. All right, friends, see you in heaven. Mm-hmm.